Good morning. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Rebel Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. It's 7.35 a.m. I just got done teaching my 6 a.m. morning class. I'm driving home. That's how I do this podcast, on the drive home. And there's incredible traffic. Usually takes me 10 minutes to get home. The GPS says it's going to take me 30 minutes. Who knows? Could be longer. I'm sitting here in traffic. It's been at least a week since I recorded an episode. And I thought to myself, okay, you know what? Let's turn these lemons into lemonade. Let me record a podcast episode. So this episode is called Just Another Day. And I'm going to be talking about my day-to-day routine. So guys, I wake up pretty early, okay? Just another day. Today I woke up at 3.15 a.m. Why so early? Because I teach 6 a.m. class. I clean before the class. And I have people come to the class at 5.30 a.m. Takes me one hour to turn around the room. Mop. Dry. Mop. Wet. Mop. Dry. Vacuum. Desanitize. Or sanitize? I don't know if I desanitize or sanitize. But either way, uh, I have to be there by about 4.30 to have it clean by 5.30. To be ready at 4.30 at my academy, I have to wake up at 3.15. So I drove in nice and early. It's dark out. I get my day started super early. I am done about 7.15, 7.30. I drive home. I try to eat my lunch at like 8 a.m. Then I do other various work I need to do for my jiu-jitsu school. I got to keep the books. Quick books. I have to make new merch, uh, organize new classes, make posters for tournaments, summer camp, whatever it might be. So that's like work on the computer. But the best part is I get to be home with my family. Uh, I do this business. I live this jujitsu lifestyle to be the best dad I could be. Before having my first baby three years ago, I thought, you know, what am I going to do for my job what am I going to do to provide for my family that also keeps me close to my family that also sets a good example for my family and I think jiu-jitsu is kind of like the best uh, version I can make the best version of myself be the best version of myself for my kids so I have three little babies I get to see them every single day I get to see them every single night I just have to work as hard as possible and wake up at 3.15 so that they can have a good life. Around, mm, let's say, 11.30 a.m., I'll eat a little lunch, take a shower. So this is shower number three of the day already. I take a shower before I teach. I take a shower after I train at 6 a.m. And then at 11.30 a.m., shower number three. I go teach again. So I get there. It's like 12.30, get to my spot, mop, vacuum, mop, vacuum, sanitize, keep it clean, sparkly clean, white mats, extra hard to clean, but then it looks extra beautiful. I start my first class at 3.15, but kids are usually there by 2.45, 2.30. Sometimes there's kids there at 2.15. Do I mind them coming early? Not at all. If I'm there, I know it's a safe place for them to be after school. 
I have all sorts of kids. I have athletic kids, jock kind of kids. Then I have some uh, little quieter kids, nerdier kids, kids that are getting picked on for sure. If I have a safe place for them after school, I'm happy to be that place. I want to be that place that I needed when I was a little skinny nerd, when I was in first, second, third, through 12th grade, right? So I teach three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock kids class, three kids classes in a row, teaching the the brightest, best and brightest kids in Boulder City, Henderson, Las Vegas. We're in Boulder City, beautiful, most like Americana kind of town in this area. Most Americana town I've ever seen. Really good community. Being like on the outskirts of Vegas, they've created kind of like their own like small town feel. And I love teaching there. It's a good family environment. And a lot of my students are family. Fathers and sons, uh, mothers and daughters, mothers and sons. So I'm really loving how we're making that community. I don't do tons of advertising. I don't want, you know hundred people in there that come in on some kind of like big good deal and little challenge deal oh six week challenge if you come to this many classes and you do this then you get this free and then that free I just want good quality uh, students I want people that are really truly interested in jujitsu jujitsu is something you love it or you hate it Either you can't take it and you just turn it off mentally, you never come back, you pretend jiu-jitsu doesn't exist. Or you find out about jiu-jitsu, you find out there is a fighting system you can practice, actually learn how to fight. You find out that there's little skinny jiu-jitsu nerds out there that could choke you and take everything you own. And the only thing you could do is train to try to get better and prevent that from happening if there ever were to be like a zombie apocalypse or anything like that. The only thing you could do is train yourself and get as good as you can, as strong, as skilled mentally, physically, and spiritually. So I teach three o'clock, I teach four o'clock, I teach five o'clock, then I teach 6 p.m. adult fundamentals. Today's Thursday, so today is no gi Thursday, but the rest of the week, uh, mostly gi classes. Um, mostly gi classes I'm telling you the gi is a great tool for learning jujitsu um, helps you learn the grips it's a little bit more formal the kids I feel like the kids behave a little bit better in the gi but I'm happy to do the no gi day because no gi's getting bigger no gi's fun switches it up a little bit for one day it gives your fingers a break so tonight we'll have our no gi night 6 p.m., also a great class of uh, adults, lots of family, fathers and sons, a couple police officers. I wish the police officers would train more and, you know, maybe I can reach out to them more. I have a couple that train with me that are awesome, so nothing but respect for the police officers, officers that do train. But then police officers that don't train, it's crazy to me. You're out there on the streets. Your family's just wants you to come home safe. You should take a couple hours a week to learn how to fight. Definitely a must. I have people that are all sorts of jobs, baristas, 
event planners a little bit less dangerous job. Again, if you're gonna go out on the streets and fight crime, you want to learn how to fight first. So any police officers that reference this podcast episode, I'll give you an awesome deal. Uh, just give me a call, 725-231-5912, Boulder City, Rebel Jiu-Jitsu, rebeljiu-jitsu.com to sign up. What else is new? So last weekend was my birthday, but just another day, guys. Uh, leading up to my birthday, I reminded everyone it was going to be on Saturday, March 25th, but just another day. Um, my wife's grandpa, he said, oh, just another day, just another day. Last time it was his birthday, he just said, just another day, just another day. Everyone said, oh, Louie, he's so humble. He worked his whole life and he doesn't even barely acknowledge his birthday just another day just another day oh my god he's so humble what a great guy and i'm gonna be honest i noticed that i took note to to myself next birthday i have to be humble it's just another day please you don't need to get me any presents you don't need to get me my favorite candy bar paydays you don't need to buy me my favorite geese show your roll size a1 Of course, presents, what a great sign of respect, but it's just another day, guys. All right, now my birthday's passed. It's kind of late on that, but belated birthday presents, of course. I mean, does anyone say no to belated birthday presents? Of course not, but it's just another day, guys. Please don't worry about me. I'm just a humble jujitsu teacher, just another day. So 32 years old, man, I'm getting old. Oh boy. I was training jiu-jitsu 20 years ago. Man, time flies. It was definitely very different back then. Less guards. Less guards total. But just another day. The weekend was the Pan Championship. And I got to tell you, watching it on my iPad was much less stressful than competing in it last year. Last year, I fought at the Pan Championship in Florida. I fought at Light Feather, so that I weighed about 136, 137 pounds. Um, I dieted for a couple months, a few months to get to that weight. Lots of cardio, treadmill for hours. But being a natural athlete, I had like a lot of feelings like, all right, I'm going in here, no roids, no testosterone, no bomba. I need to, uh, I can't fight that heavy because these guys are on the Jews. Um, So I followed a strict diet. By the end of the diet, by game time, tournament time, I was pretty worn out uh, just from the diet, just from the training. So if I were to go in a time machine, would I do it differently? For sure. I was figuring out the diet while I was doing the diet. So I figured out after a couple months, the low carb is like impossible with all the training I'm doing. But that was after a couple months of pure exhaustion. (laughs) The whole time I knew, listen, win or lose, I'm really taking this so professionally. I'll be able to utilize the skills I get mentally from this forever. And that was true. Now, this year, watching pans, I get to enjoy it. 
I got to enjoy it on my birthday, watching the matches, eating snacks, chilling out. My level, I got my skill level higher and higher and higher and higher. Uh, but now being a little bit heavier definitely helps me in the training. Okay, when I was 135 pounds, my skills were there for sure, but harder to hold down people in a position versus being, let's say, 165 right now, 30 pounds heavier. I feel a huge difference. It's much easier to uh, hold positions, passing, everything has more force behind it, just with the weight. But I'm so happy I went through that because I've really been through like a weight cut, a diet, a training plan, fly to Florida, fight in the IBJJF. Didn't get tapped out, but didn't win. <laughs> didn't win. I had to take that on the chin too. In the academy, when you're the best person in your academy, the best person at your belt level, whatever you, situation you might be in, people will tell you you should compete and you should compete. It's the only way to really test your jiu-jitsu and the best way to display your jiu-jitsu. You're fighting against another trained professional. Any techniques you get off, that's like the best way you could um, kind of like showcase your, your jiu-jitsu skills. But of course, frustrating <laughs> if you go to a tournament and you don't do as good as you hoped, you don't really get to showcase what you worked on. It's a good lesson to learn. It was fun watching Pans. I got to watch my old coach, Tynan, destroy everyone. He beat uh, Samson, who had just beat Jonathan in the LA Open. So there was like a little storyline there. He beat Samson real good. X-Guard, uh, the Atos, Black Belt Samson was like, I think his name is Ronaldo Samson. I hope I'm saying his name right. Um, he was doing good. He's definitely athletic. Tynan's hitting him with the X card. He's like doing a sweeps basically. Or sorry, sorry. He's trying to sweep him. And Samson's like doing splits. Not getting swept. Keeping his base, but it'll wear you out. Eventually, Tynan did come up on top. Face planted him. Took his back and choked him. So, seemed like it worked out perfectly for Tynan. Again, Tynan, he's a middleweight champion. Um, he's, I think, the best person at jiu-jitsu alive right now. I think he has the highest level of everyone competing. There's different weight classes in the sport. He's a middleweight. Um, but I think pound for pound, he's the number one. I also got to watch <clears throat> my old uh, professor, Jonathan. Uh, another professor at AOJ. I've had him in at my academy, Rebel Jiu-Jitsu, for a seminar this last summer. And he won his fourth PAN championship. So he won PANs again at Black Belt in lightweight. Super happy for him. I think he's going to be a world champion um, very soon. It's just about winning on that day. Uh, maybe this year. We'll see. But I think he's going to be a world champion for sure really impressed by his level he fought in the open class too before he fought his weight class and he beat a, he beat at least one guy i saw just the highlights but he also lost uh against a much heavier opponent like uh you know they kind of squished him past his guard and squished him and 
that happens. It's jujitsu, guys. If you really train, you're watching this podcast, you understand. Sometimes you might be better at jujitsu than someone, but they're bigger than you and they squish you. That's part of it. Okay? You got to be able to not get squished. Yeah, yeah. Go try it on a good black belt. It's difficult. It's a fight. But then I read a little bit about his ideas of putting himself in uncomfortable positions. Again, Jonathan is an amazing world-class black belt. He's probably beating people all the time in the gym. So it's cool that he like kind of put himself in a hard situation to fight in the open class against much bigger people and still figure out his jiu-jitsu, still display his jiu-jitsu, win or lose. Again, it's jiu-jitsu. No one goes undefeated in jiu-jitsu. Um, so it was cool to see that. You got to see offense and defense. Then he fought his weight class, beat everyone, got first place. So he got the gold medal. Good for him for challenging himself for the Open. I'm a big fan of that. No point trying to, like, you know, keep some kind of image of perfection. No one is perfect. We're all just trying our best. Love to see it. So lots of great AOJ athletes. Uh, I watched the Black Belt Finals on Sunday, and it was like AOJ, AOJ, AOJ. Hiru and the Rooster, so close, so close. Lost by an advantage. I thought he was going to get the points at the end. So close. I was like on the edge of my seat with this tournament, guys. Pans was so good. Funny to me that now Marigali is back. Marigali did great. Nothing against his performance. He did great. But funny that he's like, oh, I'm bringing back the Gi. I really felt like AOJ was bringing back the Gi with all their students in the finals, with Tynan doing what he's doing. So I think everyone's working hard to bring back the Gi, right? It's not just one person. I guess it's everyone. Most people training the Gi, I think there's such a huge market for Gi Jiu-Jitsu to watch it and to do it. They just need to figure out the organization, how to present it in like a professional way. They got to pay the athletes. And I would love if they keep drug testing. Let's get the drug testing going so that all the kids that do jujitsu don't have to get on a cycle of steroids to win a tournament. Okay? That's how I feel about that. So, I'm still in this traffic. Crazy. I would be normally home by now, but PMA, guys, positive mental attitude. If it takes me two hours to get home, I'll just do a couple podcasts. The reason I haven't been doing as many podcasts as I originally hoped, I originally wanted to do like three podcasts a week, but I'm extremely busy. Just another day, in a normal day, I'm coaching from 4.30, cleaning and coaching from 4.30 to 7.30. So 12, like 15 hour days usually. That's Monday through Thursday, okay? I front load it. Then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I do maybe half that work. But still, 15 hours a day, guys. It's hard to find the time for the podcast sometimes. Yes, I'm in negotiations with Show Your Roll for a million dollar sponsorship, but they said I need about 20 million more listeners first. So... We're in, we're in talks, guys, but right now the podcast is just for fun. Hopefully, I'll be getting out at least an episode a week. 
and I, I'm going to be consistent. I got to show you guys the consistency. I'm the guy that talks about consistency all the time. I got to show you guys the consistency. But it's not going to be three days a week. It's going to be like one day a week. Okay, cool. Anywho, just another day. Driving home. Pans was great. So many good matches. I watched some of the all-access on Flow Grappling. And I think they posted this on... Um, I think they posted this on YouTube. So anyone could watch it. Look on YouTube, Flow Grappling, All Access, Tynan, Pants. Shows a lot of the AOJ athletes um, competing. Really, really cool. It seems like you're, it feels like you're at the tournament. Really well done, really well filmed. I'm gonna watch the other one with Marigali. I'm gonna watch the Manaus, show that flow grappling just did i'm excited to just kind of enjoy some jujitsu content it's like a little jujitsu movie when i was a kid i used to watch a lot of karate movies a lot of ninja movies guys three ninjas teenage mutant ninja turtles power rangers all the ninjas so now that there's like jujitsu movies oh man sounds good i'm gonna definitely check that out this weekend train by day jujitsu movies by weekend all weekend so now there it looks like they're diverting us off of the highway oh boy a flipped over truck no way so there's a flip over truck and it's literally completely perpendicular taking up all the lanes wow no wonder there was traffic i have to exit a few exits early but i will find my way home one way or another my family's depending on me. So guys, thank you for listening. Like I said, my birthday, it went great. Not too much to report. I taught on my birthday. I just did my normal day. I've tried my best to design a life that I love living so much um, that I could do this like ultimate day every day over and over. Um, <clears throat> I'm getting close. I need a little bit more sleep and I'll be there but again like always so grateful I get tired I get stressed just like everyone else but I'm so grateful I've had so many jobs that I hated I had so many bosses that I hated I've had so many times traveling for work missing my wife it's nice I love this lifestyle I love this jiu-jitsu lifestyle and I'm always grateful so guys, I'll see you on the mats, PMA, all day, even in traffic, even whatever happens to you today. Come train with us, Rebel Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu, Rebel Jiu-Jitsu for life. Amen.